my god. Sorry. Wait. Uh, wait, is this both of your first times here, or have you used Spaces before? Well, I have, but everything's, like, I haven't since it's become Elon Musk show, so. I was just trying to leave, like, a, a laughing emoji, and apparently there's soundboards. Yes, that's the whole entire soundboard, and you will hear... That's, like, my main signature. But anyways... <laughs> Let me let me refrain myself. Let me refrain myself. Welcome to Music Radio featuring Ross Collab and Cole Witter. Today is the last day of January 31st, 2024. You know, the vibes. Pluto has went into Aquarius or whatever. I guess the moon did too. I'm not sure really what that means. But, you know, I definitely feel the shift in my energy. Uh, more positive vibes. It is also the ear of the dragon. Not trying to give you guys a whole entire astrological Chinese zodiac forecast, but you know the vibes. I just wanted to welcome the stage to my two besties, Ross Club and Cole. I mean, I call you Eli as well, but you know, um, <laughs> figure Ross Collab was appropriate. <laughs> you can call me either. Or I have you on my phone at Rosalie, so. <laughs> <laughs> But either way, uh, just like a little bit of house rules. So most obviously, this is something I started out in this year. Uh, most obviously, I was like hosting spaces, trying to build my community over here in the Web3 spectrum. So uh, the people in the audience are from the Web3 side. And most obviously, I wanted to just like contribute a little bit of a difference uh, in like the Web3 space aspect. Most obviously, there are like the DGEN spaces, talking about crypto, graphs, PFP projects. Most obviously, there's a whole entire group of like Web3 musicians in the space. And that's what I was venturing into, seeing like how what the difference is in regards to like my projection and my acceptance in regards to my music, as well as like royalties that I could have accepted um, in the Web3 landscape versus just putting my song on like DSPs, like Spotify, Apple Music and all that. You know, Wi-Fi was released like two years ago for me. And, you know, it was cute, but like I didn't do any like hardcore promotions. Like I've told you guys about this with my journey in regards to it. I was busy doing all this other stuff, but then it has only been like around four months since I actually started speaking in spaces and then put both of my songs on the blockchain, um, just using Sound XYZ for like first like step basis. And we were able to mint out my Wi-Fi song like a couple weeks ago. I think it's almost been a month ago now. Yeah. And then ultimately, the difference I saw in regards to just using Spotify for a whole entire two years, which I only made like, what, 13 bucks or something like that. And then I 30 times X'd it within the short amount of time of three to four months. So that's basically what I saw in the differentiation in regards to the landscape. And I also like set my NFTs like for pretty low, like 0.003 ETH, which is like what, four, six bucks. Um, but still, they're still like a more attentive and more um, supportive kind of system in regards to music NFTs and musicians in general in the Web3 landscape. So that's basically how I put myself as like a case study. And most obviously, yeah, we're going to shed a little bit of light in regards to Kaguya and Yuzik. So we launched the Kaguya coin onto the Polygon network around three weeks ago. It started off as a half a penny. Now it's like getting close to, oh, it is $2.60. So it has 
uh, intensified. So anyone who just put $5 in the beginning, they're making bags. So, you know, congrats to everyone who supported me and didn't fade me in the beginning, but the journey is still not ending here. Most obviously we're doing this as a showcase just for me to show everyone that this is possible for any individual artist or musician. In order for artists to be self-sustainable, we need liquidity. We need funds to, um, you know, work for other future projects and such like that. So this is just like another tool of tech than artists that can utilize within the blockchain to get help from the community and also Yuzik who is backing up my Kukuya coin uh, will be able to help other artists who don't necessarily have liquidity on hand to launch their own coin and will get help from the community as together, you know? So yeah, just a little show, um, nothing too heavy. <laughs> I was told to talk about it, so I'm talking about it. But either way, let's get into the questions. And, you know, house rules, most obviously, I'm going to be asking all the questions. And if there are any guests who eventually want to come up and ask questions, they are more than welcome to afterwards. So, yeah. Little clap, 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 clap. So anyways, let's get into the questions. Thanks, Base, for coming through. Um, I was like, do you both want to introduce yourselves to the audience in like a short summary manner? I am Ross or Eli Ross or Ross Collab or uh, D, what was the last one, Rosalina or something. Um, and I am an artist from Brooklyn, New York. Thank you, Didi, for having me. I'm excited to kick it with you guys, and thank you for sharing so much about your coin and like where you're at uh, with Web3 and stuff. I feel like I've been watching you and feeling super inspired and taking notes, and it's good to hear you describe it again because it's kind of, I'm um, constantly learning. Yes, thank you so much. Also, um, you have to call me Kaguya in these spaces. <laughs> <laughs> oh my bad. My bad Kaguya. No, yeah, it doesn't matter for me to be honest, but just for like the audience to not get confused because they don't know my past life um like that, you know? Um but I got you. I appreciate you. Yeah, it's been, <laughs> it's been definitely a journey. <laughs> you know. Uh, um it's not easy. That's the thing. I wish and that's what I'm realizing and what I actually want to contribute for everyone like who is interested in coming into web3 to make it more easier and more digestible and understandable like when i first came in most obviously um you know my partner has been in the tech side been doing web3 like you know he was on spaces and all that working with a lot of people but it just seems like so you know hard for me to understand in a sense um, and so like, ultimately I kind of just like dove right in, like throwing a kid into a swimming pool <laughs> kind of vibe. And then I just had to like fuck around and find out essentially, um, you know, most obviously a lot of these people have regular web two daily lives. Like they have been artists like way earlier, um, before even joining like the web three side of it. And like, you know, you do have to be a little bit nerdy to kind of understand it. It is essentially like a subculture, like that's how I'm accepting it into Web3. But like most obviously without Web2, there wouldn't be Web3. And without Web3, there wouldn't be Web5. I guess we're skipping Web4 from what I've heard in the streets of Web3. But either way, you know, I'm just saying like it's just a progression of things. Like we all started off with dial up 
or like flip phones and now we're on iPhones without buttons and like, you know, using internet and social media as a way to um, express ourselves and share our art and all that stuff. So it's the same kind of concept. I feel like this is just like the tech side of things and all the business people use it. So why not <laughs> us, you know? It's another way for dismantling the societal pressures of what an artist can or cannot do. But anyways, me rambling again. Hey, Cole, introduce yourself. <laughs> hey, um, my name is Cole. I'm an artist. Uh, I do a lot of things. I like to, you know, I think it's maybe just the ADHD energy. Like, I don't like to sit in one space for long. I like to change it up. So I'm a photographer, primarily. Uh, that's like my... It's kind of fun, actually, because I'm like, that's like my day job now. Uh, that's what I like to say. <laughs> but that was like a dream at one point. So, you know, baby steps, uh, actually big steps. Uh, but we're there. So that's my main thing right now is photography. Um, I did get into the NFT space in the bull run of like 2021. And that was cute and exciting and also like heartbreaking afterwards. <laughs> but it was great because I I was, you know, I'm a nerd at heart and I was looking around and looking at all my nerd friends and the nerds were winning. And I was like, yes, come on, let's go. Like, let's, let's, A, actually, let's figure out what all of this means. And so I love that you're, you're talking about that, Kaguya, because like, um, it really is a lot for someone who isn't used to it. So um, my entry point was NFTs. Obviously, I saw it as a way to finance digital art and to, you know, get our bag for as fine artists, right? Um, not just as a service of photography, but what images we're creating. So also on top of that, I love uh, Kaguya's journey because their music we have that in common um and it's it's been so inspiring to watch you put out all of your your music i finally put out my first single uh november i think it's almost almost like two years ago so crazy that it's already been that long that's not it's not on chain or anything so honestly very curious and open to hearing more about like that side of music on the blockchain. I think that's really exciting. It's It's been a learning curve, but uh, to put things even on Spotify or, you know, um, I don't know the correct terminology, but to put it out there, period. So it's like, how much harder could it be to learn to put it on a blockchain, but actually make more than like 13 cents? So... All right, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, period. No, that's the thing too. It's like, I love, like, we are all growing together. I remember, you know, meeting you guys for the first time. And, you know, we just like grew together. Like as artists, we were able to collaborate with each other. It's been a while, but you know, it's like, we still hung out. I appreciate your guys' hospitality with me always, whenever I visit, cooking me food, treating me like, you know, I'm still <laughs> your friend, you know, even like, that's the thing, you know, we are constantly in the hustle and the groove and the grind and like shifting our ways of artistry uh, or adapting to whatever ways we need to, to like survive as artists, right? So, you know, I was like, well, there's still Web3 
And I was always interested in it, even when I like opened up Rice Studios, you know, it was two years or three years ago now, um, which is crazy because we're in 2024. But, you know, like even then I was like, okay, having a physical space is cute. But most obviously during like those, I call them seasonal depression times, you know, during the winters, not a lot of people are like, you know, able to put their clothes on and go to an event every single time, especially like during the winter times. And so they're kind of like dead seasons. And you guys know this too, like having a studio that you guys have together. And, you know, that's why I was like, I was interested in tapping into like a metaverse kind of experience for Rice, because I was like, why not have everyone's art like showcase 24 seven and people can just tap into it whenever they felt like it. But it was really hard for me to venture into it because I think I only knew like a handful of people in Web3 that were like doing things and like doing panel discussions at like NFT NYC and stuff. And I would tell them about it, but then it just kind of like ended there. So I really kind of needed like that hand holding like experience and literally just like tapping in and like fucking around and finding out. Um, that's like the terminology that people use here because you always have to do your research. It doesn't necessarily matter of how well someone presents themselves, et cetera, et cetera, in these spaces because it could ultimately be a rug. Um, but the thing is, most obviously in the art and music space, it's still fairly new, quote unquote, and most obviously... Um, we're still in the bear, but it's still bull mindset. So people are like training themselves to like sleep later so they can prepare themselves for the next upcoming bull run because she's coming. She's really coming and we all feel it. And I think that's like the excitement and stuff that is like starting to stir up. And for my due diligence, I'm like, well, I want to bring and onboard all of my friends who I know are super talented and putting in their hours and their time and their craft every single day on these web two spaces, why not be able to like onboard them right before the actual bull does start to come up, you know, and be able to educate that one person at a time, because I'm not necessarily saying I'm perfect. I'm not necessarily saying I know every single thing that's happening in these web three spaces in these streets. We are definitely building something very, uh, I would say, yeah, a little bit pinnacle and a little bit more sustainable for a lot of artists in that sense in regards to like the usage of tokenomics and the tech that most obviously me and King have been developing and King. Uh, so Usix background started off in 2016. In 2017, the Usix coin was launched as a community token on the blockchain in 2017. So it was one of the first music coins. And then most obviously things have changed and he's been building in stealth for the past six years. And we were comfortable enough to relaunch music onto the Ethereum network. I would say like two, three months ago now, maybe? No, two months ago, maybe. Yeah, I would say around two months ago. And we implemented an anti-well contract, so there is no pumping or dumping allowed. So each wallet is only allowed up to 1% of supply, but everyone who has a 1% will be gifted an artist DAP platform. So essentially, if you go to pskaguya.xyz, you will get to see the little interface that we have built 
most obviously incorporating metaverse experience for like um, sound viewing parties with my music video 2AM that I launched, as well as like an NFT collection that I made um, pixel hand drawings called Rice Babies for Rice, um, as well as like implementing an educational platform. So if any educators want to come in and like make a course, they're able to do that by using tokens or just fiat with like USD. And they're also able to upload their own music onto my playlist. So whoever taps into my community will be able to access their music as well, linking whatever links that they want to search within it. But yes, King, do you have something to say? Yeah, I just wanted to clarify something just because this is a recorded space. Um, 1% holders can either stake or exchange their 1% in exchange for their own platform. That 1% is then staked in our treasury. Um, enabling them to produce a yield and a secondary token, which is our token on Polygon. Um, so I just want to clarify that um, they aren't just gifted it just for simply having the 1%, but the 1% of our supply can be used in exchange to redeem their own platform. Exactly. And this is why he's more of the tech in the dialect than me. <laughs> But either way, let's get into the questions. Enough of this talk because this is more about highlighting you both as artists and your journeys and everything. And I'm excited to delve into this process. So let's get into it. So can you both share a little bit about your individual journeys as photographers and how you got started in the field? And I guess we can start off with Ross. Hello, hello. How I got started in the field. Um, I've been uh, photographing for about 14 or 15 years. It'll be 15 years this year. Uh, and at the time I was living in Minnesota. So my photography was, I guess my personal work even then was still like portraits and kind of like Urban Outfitters-esque, like back alley in cardigan type vibe. And that means my paid jobs at the time for photography were things like you know, senior portraits and weddings and things like that. So that's kind of where I got my photography beginning. Um, and I've been doing freelance photography for the last uh, five or six years in New York. And yeah, and I've kind of been delving into other mediums over the years as well, from video to some little sewing projects and building out um, more physical installations like the Glorious Hole, which uh, you both have helped helped with big time over the years. So yeah, that's sort of my photography journey and a little bit more as far as what I do. And um, a lot of my work is sort of queer in nature. And lately I've been focusing more on sort of the overlying themes and stories and sort of reflecting back on work that I have been making and more clearly seeing what that work is and what the story is behind it and kind of now uh, focusing on reshaping reshaping work I've already basically made. Yeah, that's me. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> Thanks, Ross. Yeah, I similarly, you know, like kind of started off photography. Well, I mean, you start with what you have. And I think that's the important part. And to start period, right? So I grew up in a rural like farm town, and I just grabbed my girlfriends and whatever they had, whatever we thought fashion meant <laughs> and we'd like raid their closet and we'd just go out into the woods or wherever uh i used to think graffiti was cool because we were like a super white neighborhood and 
like middle of nowhere. So when the trains would roll through and they'd have all that graffiti from wherever they collected it, I, we would always like use that as a backdrop. And I remember being like, oh my God, like imagine being in a city, you know, uh, where, you know, we could have this and it's ironic because now I'm in New York. But I I think back to that and I started that when I was probably like a sophomore in high school. I was like 2000 like nine ish about so it's been a while um almost like 15 years now but i really don't start counting until i moved to new york because that was such a pivotal step in kind of amplifying my art and also committing to making it a career i make a lot of work that is autobiographical so it started with self-portraits as a way to like better understand myself and process my emotions in an environment that was safe and so I could be free to express myself. Um, and then now I'm not taking pictures of myself so much as others. And that's been a, a fun journey. And um, right now, I, I actually, my most recent project was completing this called Queer Book, basically like a yearbook, a play on words with yearbook, but for the queer, um, the queer kids, right? So I was kind of fed up seeing the commodification of queerness. And as we're seeing it with a lot of marginalized groups. Um, and, you know, I wanted to give us an opportunity to see ourselves out into the world and to you know, have professional photos or uh, almost like a campaign, right, to show ourselves. So I invited anyone, if they were free, if they could come to the studio uh, during that day. We did, like, I think I photographed like over 20 some people and I compiled them all together in a composite and it was really fun. It was one of the most fulfilling things I think I've done as of late, um, just to give back uh, to the community and to be reminded of who is my community, to not have it be about myself, but to just see the joy and the beauty in everyone else around me and um, be able to amplify that. And, and I just remember feeling like, hi, I'm, I'm like at the top of the world. It was just the most beautiful thing after that day. I just felt so fulfilled and really encouraged by the beauty and diversity within the queer community. It's, it's it's a special thing to be in New York City and I, I'm glad. So I kind of want to actually keep doing that project. Love it, love it. Well, thanks for sharing that for both of you. And actually it does precursor to other questions that we're gonna tap into. But yeah, you know, I definitely see resemblances in both of your like beginnings of like my beginnings, you know, especially tapping into like more comfortability of like my own skin, you know, coming from a different cultural background that is not very acceptance. And I think even now for my parents, they still don't really know what I'm really doing. Most obviously tapping into Web3 season, they still don't really understand. Um, they're like, Bitcoin? Um, <laughs> um, but then obviously it's the whole entire progression in regards to that and how we're like dismantling like past generational traumas to like really delve into like our own artistry and our own paths and 
our own like identities as like queer folk. And I think like a lot of people don't understand like that even though I am cis bodied and in a hetero relationship that I am still queer internally um, and outwardly uh, <laughs> regardless. And that's been like an interesting journey, especially even in the Web3 space because, you know, it is not very um, queer friendly quite yet in the Web3 spectrum, I must say, because like a lot of people are hiding behind their PFPs, right? They can literally say whatever that comes to mind or whatever they want. And it does give off that like cis hetero energy, especially like in these tech spaces. But most obviously we have tapped into and we've seen other uh, communities uh, using blockchain technology to their advantage. It's not like limited to just like one type of cis hetero environment. And so that's why I'm like still trying to navigate in these spaces and tapping in with like those right type of people. But it is definitely a topic of discussion that needs to be uh, more portrayed and more expressed versus being silenced. But yeah, no, for sure. Uh, <laughs> but let's go into this other stuff because I know you guys do a lot of like collaborations in the past. And so I wanted to talk about like what inspired you guys to collaborate on photography projects together and like how has your relationship influenced or shaped your creative work? And are there any specific projects that stand out to you as a couple where your collaboration in photo resulted in something particularly meaningful? Cool. Yeah. So the way we met actually was photographing one another. So right off the bat, it was um, a collaborative relationship creatively and I guess otherwise, of course. After that, you know, I think of our work together and it's just always nice to have extra hands. If you've ever been on a photo set, <laughs> there's always a light or something or heavy lifting or, you know, so even on the base level, it's been so nice to have one another to support for that support. Even just, you know, editing wise, you know, like having someone to bounce ideas off of. So a lot of behind the scenes collaborations for sure. One of our first big projects together was for this clothing store, Bird Brooklyn. And that was fun because we got to basically raid their closet and photograph each other in it just around the city and um, in our studio. That was a really excellent, like first big project that felt official uh like our first like paid gig together that really focused on both of us as subject and um both together in the frame and and otherwise and you know i think it's it's kind of fun uh being an artist and then dating an artist i know like marina Abramovic says like the opposite she's like never date an artist definitely has its challenges i i think of how much our work has influence on each other like both ways and how really there's no need to like i was just thinking about this today while we're both like editing in our office together <laughs> like working working from home not together but like separately together you know and I was thinking about like, well, what's the point in, in figuring out like, you know, like what came first or uh, trying to like, you know, it, it all just is one together. Like we bounce so much off of each other and we're constantly in a collaboration with the way we live our lives and how we live our lives often is a direct reflection of the work we're making as artists. I think kind of for everyone that is kind of how it is. It's been cool to see um, Ross's work evolve and 
different ways. And it's fun to see like the way in which we both photograph each other um, as the years go on. I think that's something that's been you know it's it's you know the girlfriend who's like my partner like doesn't ever take pictures of me like why doesn't he like photograph me i'm fortunate because mine my my boyfriend is a photographer so uh, <laughs> that is really beneficial and that being said i have this series called lover and he has one called lover boy and basically for me it was a 35 millimeter film of our relationship and mostly just these these moments of Eli or Roth, sorry, Eli Roth, his environments and, and collectively, but uh, it was kind of first of just him because I think it was my first serious queer relationship. And, you know, again, as Kaguya was talking about, you know, it's like to see, um, it's like using your art to kind of like come to terms with who you are it, for lack of a better way to say it but it's like reminding myself like I have a boyfriend like <laughs> just in all these moments being like wow like I'm really out here like with a boyfriend like I have like I'm I'm queer like you know and I think as time has gone on now I'm in that body of work which I might add has spanned like we're t we've been together for nine years and I've started photograph I mean we've started photographing since day one so that's a huge body of work, probably larger than anything that I've created con consistently. So to have uh, that series of work, but also see how that's changed, right? So like kind of almost in secret, like there were really tiny um, or, or really subtle ways of showing like boyfriend, right? And then there was more, as time went on, you know, there was more abrupt <laughs> and obvious, you know, boyfriend moments. And then now it's like, oh, I'm starting to include myself within this. And, you know, now like Eli or Ross and I are both doing some self-portraits now together. Um, like we're cognizant of the fact that we're both making this body of work that um, showcases our partner. But so now we're like scheming, you know, as, as we do. And we're like, how do we evolve this? And what does this look like in the future? Like if we did a showing of this and should we just, you know, like we'll set up a, a tripod, you know, and Eli will, you know, be, bring his tripod and we'll we'll make sure that we get a photo of both of us together. And so some are, are more intentional rather than just making it kind of on the on the fly as it once was for me. Like that's how I, I did it. It was very like in the moment, only 35 millimeter, no digital so I could be present and be with my partner, but take a moment, you know, to commemorate it. But now it's like, oh, we can be a little bit more intentional with this body of work that's going to kind of like, where does one start and the other end? They're kind of like a, a meld of them together. Ross, do you have anything to add? Thank you, uh, love, for sharing that. Yeah, I like feel so lucky to be on this journey with you and to have our silly little uh, uptown studio beginnings. I feel like even when we met and we photographed each other that day, it was just like for funsies and I just wanted to meet you and I thought you were cute and I just remember feeling like really free even that day when we were photographing and um, it was kind of a perfect way to meet someone someone that I ended up liking more than just a friend so I feel like I've always had this sort of muse and friend since day one which I feel very lucky to have stumbled upon someone <laughs> like you I feel like I uh, am a studier of people with my photography uh, with portraits it's you know a precise moment in time 
where someone's laughing or they're stretching or the light hits their face in a certain way because there's, you know, the way they moved. And they're very precise moments. I really love studying people through photography in that way. And over the years, I can reflect and see different periods of which I've like worked with one person for like many shoots or for months or years or however long it may be. And yeah, as I talk about my relationship with you in regards to art and my career as a photographer, you're definitely like my longest subject and body of work for sure. And it's been interesting sort of seeing that over the last few months and few years as I start to sort of sit down with my work and think about the narratives of the work and really start to see this strong narrative of what our story is from all the years with you with long hair um, to our apartment on Broadway to your apartment in Astoria uh, to just all of our trips around the world and to Minnesota and there's just so much uh, depth to the work and you've always been just like willing to help in any regard so even if I'm working on personal projects like my glorious hole or whatever you're just badass and will always just dive in if I need help with something and it's kind of always been reciprocated like that like with some of your shoots with um that one you had at Coney Island that was for that magazine was like full production full day and you know when I know it's going to be a big thing I'm quick to be like yo like do you need extra hands can I carry clothes can I hold a reflector what can I do to make that that epic day go a little bit more smooth. Um, and I think we've always shared that mentality for each other to be like trusting in the vision, trusting in their, in their work and being willing to like show up and use our arms and our eye and our opinion to elevate that work and the trust and like mutual respect to want that help from that person. I feel wildly lucky not only that I have someone that will let me photograph them and that, you know, we share this artistic bond, um, but someone that I actually look up to as well as an artist. I think that is something that I feel extra lucky to, to have. I don't feel ever really like that it's hard to date an artist. I feel like it would be hard to date a bad artist, but I'm like wildly inspired all the time. And like, I want to be inspired by all my friends, you know, I want to hang out with people and spend time with people that make me want to, like, do what I do with more tenacity and with more intention and with more thought. And the way in which Cole, like, navigates life and navigates photography and navigates humans and his music and his relationships and his feelings, I've, like, always been inspired since day one by him as a human, uh, and especially just, you know, as a photographer, like, his work is so gnarly and otherworldly and I'm constantly like blown away by the things he makes. So um, yeah, it's really cool and fortunate to be dating someone that has the same job to some extent as me, right? We're both photographers and we're both making a living doing that. And it's never really felt like something to hold me back. It's always just been something to be like inspired by, even when he's busy and I'm not, I'm like, you know, I'm never like, I want that job. It's just like, okay, well like, get busy like well who where is my work going to come from what am I going to be photographing you know from humble beginnings to (laughs) humble New York happenings um it's it's always a roller coaster I feel like you know there's the busy seasons and then the seasons where like it's crickets and again feeling lucky that I have someone that I can at least like share that with and they really understand what I'm talking about and it feels you know no judgment the long and the short of kind of 
our collaborative process. I will also say that that experience with Bird Brooklyn was like really cool. It really felt like a fashion moment here in New York with my partner where we didn't have to like, it felt just like really true. Like we were like getting paid to just be us and to showcase us and to showcase our skills as photographers. And it was really a powerful moment. And that was early, early into this thing. So it's been kind of, I'm always kind of like, well, what's next? Like, what am I going to do next? You know, and I'm, I'm really excited for what's just around the corner that I can't see. And uh, you're the dragon. It's going to be a good year. I already know. <laughs> love you guys. Love you, Cole. Thank you. Oh, I love it. It was beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that. I know it was like a lot of questions at once, but I promise the other questions, they can be, we will be deeping dive or deeping dive or diving deeper um, regardless. Uh, but yeah, it's like, I definitely see a, a 10 year, uh, you know, anniversary book release with you guys, if you guys haven't thought about it already, especially since you've like have photographed and documented, you know, each other's journeys and also have done like amazing work outside of your relationship and stuff. It could just be like a whole entire commemorative experience. Um, but yeah, I definitely see that for you guys since, you know, and shout outs to you guys for sticking together this long. You guys are definitely one of my inspiration, like couples that, you know, and I can call you both of my dearest friends as well. And it's like, we don't have to be in each other's ear, like every single second of every week. Like we always like pick up where we leave off. And that's what I cherish about our relationship. You know, we're low maintenance. <laughs> And we're like high maintenance when we need to be. And I think that's what's important about friendships as we get older, right? Um, but yeah, let's go into this. So it's like, how do you navigate the balance between your personal and professional lives as couples in the creative field? And like, have you encountered like any challenges or triumphs like related to like your identity as queer artists in the industry or you're just gravitating more towards like the people who are fully acceptant already? This necessarily isn't uh, like identity challenging, but it is something that just is, I guess, challenging, but it doesn't even feel that challenging. It just feels like something that we have to navigate. And that is when someone hits us both up at the same time, like a group message of all three of us, right? And they're like, hey, I love both your work. I would really love to <laughs> to work on this thing together. Um, and this happens like, <laughs> this happens so often, almost more often than like I'm getting hit up for like independent work. It's just like right now and like often just a lot of like, hey, can you guys do this thing? Which is great. You know, like I'm always honored. And again, I'm honored to be shared in like, in this invitation period but that is something that we have to kind of like like talk separately about and that happened even today cole was like hey i saw so and so messaged us about that project it sounds really interesting like i want to do it and i was like that's cool like yeah i love her like i want to do it too and i was like i think we should just like navigate it you know as we both see fit like just responding like yeah i want to do it and yeah i want to do it not necessarily being like choose one of us or like you know and then right away cole was like well maybe video could be worked into it too so specifically with this one moving forward we're kind of um just talking it out as we go and um and it's kind of always been that it's always been like a discussion and again if someone's hitting us up for like you know different jobs and paid gigs it's like going to be important that we either take that thing and split it or really figure out like 
who would be better at it, who deserves it, who wants it, who's available, all of the above. But either way, it's all a conversation, I feel like, for um, these weird shared shared text messages. So that's something recently. <laughs> Cole, do you want to chime in at all on, on that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is like a peculiar circumstance to find yourself in this like this moment where I, I maybe that's just like a lot of creative things like people want to work with people that are like chill and good vibes right so it's like maybe that's the draw but it's funny because like as two photographers like our styles are quite different like or you would assume that like like we're not like a team it's not like we have like a third party name to like you know branded uh, imagery that is different when we collaborate like of course it is yeah it, it's interesting but um I will say that like a lot of it is like I as an artist am like pretty I'm like pretty heavy-handed <laughs> like I find like I have a hard time not putting my fingers in all the pies you know like I'm like <laughs> I'm like what's that? What is that over here? Like, how does that look? Okay, well, then what's the name of it? Okay, well, then like, how do we okay, the editing, like, what is the editing going to look like? And I like, I, like I said, like ADHD, but also, like a little bit of like, um, you know, it's just gotta get like, I want it to be like, perfect. And so it's definitely, I think any artist would you know, it, to collaborate with someone is an entirely different experience. And then to collaborate with your partner whom you live with and are loving with, that is a whole nother thing. So it, it really early on, I think I had issues with identity with it um, because so much of the world teaches you about this like singular, you know, I don't, I don't know the word for it, but just kind of just like praising like the one person, the hero, the kind of like, you know, and what's the household name and all of that BS. But it's very like capitalistic. It's very like colonial. It's like really kind of fucked up, actually, because um, and that's part of the draw, right, with Web3 is like, well, for some people um, is the community building part. So for me, it was difficult at first to shed that. uh I think it was just like being able to share, right, uh, a vision and being able to compromise and to go along with things that might look different than we want to or feel different and learning how to communicate that um, was difficult for me at first um, without just like wanting to take control of like everything. As we created more work now, and uh, I think I've shed a lot of those layers of the ego, you know, of wanting to be known or praised or these fallacies about, you know, being whatever, like known or recognized or fame, like whatever that means these days when everyone has like a million bot followers or whatever. And it's just like all just, uh, it's all like BS anyways. And you know, all the kids have like mommy and daddy's money to play with. So it's just like, you realize the reality, right, of what we're dealing with. And then I was able to kind of like shed a lot, um, particularly like during my Saturn return era. You know, um, it was just nice to kind of let go of a lot of those things that inhibited me from being open to collaboration um, and creativity and not really worrying about um, 
anything but the end result, right? Like not worrying about, like credit is going to be given where credit is due. I'm a firm believer in that. But um, we don't have to fret that in in these situations, especially with my with my partner. Yeah, no, 100%. And, you know, like, even me navigating through these Web3 streets, most obviously, I am working with my partner, um, you know, 24-7. And it is interesting because I was like, oh, my God. Am I going, is this going to wreck our relationship or is this something that we can actually work with? And, you know, there are certain moments where my mind is trailing off into my ADHD brain for like the creative aspect. And I'm like, uh, you know, even like doing like this podcast, you know, on open spaces, I'm like, is this going to be hindering or is this going to be beneficial? And for me, I'm like, hell yeah, it's going to be beneficial. It's like, I don't really use my voice too, too much. Like I do, you know, you guys have been following alongside my journey, like in the modeling aspect and Instagram was like the only tool I was using. So, you know, I do have way more followers over there, but I kept on going into like that, you know, uh, what is it that like, fallacy Uh, not fallacy but you know it's like that idea of just like oh it's just visual and it's just like shallow in a sense where it's just like oh people are just going to look at my image for a couple seconds and like it and comment it and be like yes bitch or like throw some emojis and like go on with their days right um but then shifting over into like the web3 space and really like speaking um, without people even knowing about my background or like how my journey was like even just like shifting into the modeling career you know like people weren't taking me seriously they're just like oh she's just a plus size Asian girl that wears like outfits <laughs> you know I wasn't taking I wasn't given the opportunities but kind of paving that way into making our own opportunities and like honing into our identities and then like seeing like even in like the tech side it's like I do have my own identity here and I can leverage that while also uplifting my partner while he's doing all of like the tech and dev stuff and how we can conjoin our powers in that kind of realm right um so Definitely shout outs to both of you. And, you know, like at the end of the day, who knows, maybe there could be an LLC of you two joined together and you can make that as like a business proposal since people are hitting you both up anyways, right? It's like, here are all the skills that we have and what we can deliver to you, you know, in that kind of manner. But that's just something (laughs) that I just want to point out there, you know, because I do understand like, Um, Even sometimes when I'd be like sleeping or doing other creative projects in the back end, King would be going around with my Kaguya coin like as a PFP and everyone thinks it's me and then it's like his deep voice and be like, hello. And so they get like a little bit shocked in regards to that. Um, But, you know, it's like, but that's the teamwork. It's like, I'm not necessarily... um, I'm still trying to get a little bit more comfortable in regards to quote unquote shilling is the term in the web three scape of just like sharing the project, like uh, why we are doing this and like why this is more beneficial for everyone in the ecosystem, how like people can actually just eat with us while also helping the artists themselves and using this as a tool for all artists, right? Um, But like, you know, for me, I'm just like here to get to know people, Um, most obviously shared my music a lot in the very beginnings of things, but now I'm just like venturing off more into the spectrum, like 
yeah, there are people here who have been in prior bull runs. There are people here who have been here for years, and I most obviously don't know everything, and they still are learning everything at the same time, but even in a short <laughs> span, you can get tainted, um, whether it be like the nuances or like the petty drama, and that's just like all noise at the end of the day, but it's just like learning to navigate and what can be helpful, and for me, it's like, you know, I learned that in Web3 spaces, I really like to get to know people, whether it be like their personalities, their kinks or their quirks or like their humor, and then figure out like, okay, so what is this project about? Would I want to be a participant of it and all of that, you know? Um, but yeah, it's just like the same kind of tools that we use in like a Web2 basis is like, do we even really want to work for you? Let's see who you are, <laughs> you know? Uh, but I wanted to do like a little quick break and also showcase Cole's song, uh, which is Nostalgia, which is on all DSPs, so Spotify, Apple Music, and all of that. And so we're going to showcase your song real quick, and then we'll get into the questions. So this is Cole Witter, Nostalgia. to home. 
James Blunt, um, and all like the good nostalgic, nostalgic early 2000 vibes and everything. But yeah, I still have this on my playlist. <laughs> Thank you. I didn't know you were going to play it. Thanks. Yeah, no, this is the whole thing. It's like, I was like, oh, I feel like they can take the surprise element um, of this. <laughs> so <laughs> I wanted to touch base and like highlight in every single way, you know, individually together and all of that. So Cole, you ventured into music with your single, Nostalgia. Um, so can you share the inspiration behind the song and how your journey has been and what influenced your music? Yeah, so Nostalgia is about kind of like a grieving for a time that's past. And it's said that like when you remember things, it kind of like changes the memory, um, which kind of inspired me to think about like, well... I, I had this memory in my life, um, particularly that was about um, my college years. That was like the first time where I was on my own, where I had the freedom to be queer and to explore that. I visited my alma mater and I remember I walked across the, I say in the song, the dial, it's a sundial, uh, it's like courtyard. And I just remember like all these emotions coming to me and I just started like crying <laughs> and I was like what's going on why am I emotional right now like I'm at this school that I don't want to be at anymore like obviously um uh ironically I was like hired to shoot photos there for like <laughs> the school and I'm I go back every year so it's a fun little thing but also in that every time I came back I was like reminded of all these experiences I had you know like from college parties to like, you know, first kiss, like things like that. I, I also, I wanted to like build a safe little time capsule for them, for those beautiful, intense feelings that I was reminded of. And I was like, if I remember this, if I keep visiting this space every year and I come back for this photo job, I'm like, I feel like then my experience of this place will be reshaped to be like the photo gig and so I, I wanted to create a space for it um it honestly took me years it took me like four years to get the melody and the, the lyrics together like every year I would come back and I'd go in the practice rooms at my school and this is like in the middle of nowhere like bumfuck Wisconsin I'm like 
in the practice rooms and I'm trying to play uh, and figure out like trying to put these emotions to to a song and it never really worked and then finally like the fourth year I came back I just like sat down and I wrote the whole thing in like 10 minutes it just like flowed out and so yeah it's kind of like that moment of like I want to go back I want to feel it again. Was it better back then? You know, those thoughts that we all have when we when we feel nostalgic for things like, ah, I want to go back, but you can't, you know? And so I think that's something that hopefully more than just me, we all can like relate to that feeling. Um, I also low-key envision, like when I wrote it, I was like, Adele should be singing this. So like, Adele, if you're listening... <laughs> <laughs> um no but like i always heard it like with this big voice and i was like oh damn like i i guess i'll sing it and so with my background i've been a musician my whole life my mom was my music teacher so i started out on piano at like four and voice shortly after um, taking lessons i had that privilege of being exposed to it and early age i was in violin um and orchestra and i was really just inspired by all sounds um melodies were my first language it was like music so um my mom used to say that i could like sing before i could speak so i couldn't sing you know because you like needed words to sing a song but i couldn't even like get them out but i was like singing but i really couldn't talk yet I, i'm kind of coming back to that in my life right now sometimes we run away from the things that come easy um and so i'm inspired to uh i finally got that song out you know and i wrote that in like you know 2000 teens you know and i finally got it out in like 2020 so it was a huge step for me to kind of get over that and but yeah when it comes down to it i just love creating melodies so like i'm a composer first like i just love crafting a song um even if it's not for me to sing but i just figure the easiest way to do it is you know sometimes you got to do it yourself first uh this year actually i'm really excited to kind of share a few compositions and like scores and stuff that have not a lot of vocals to it um, and just kind of see where that goes. Yes, that's beautiful. You know, it's like, I feel, you know, the same kind of like sentiment in regards to like my music and how, you know, we both were like releasing right after COVID and stuff. It was like, it was definitely a journey, you know, it's like, and that's the thing in regards to like web two landscape, like most obviously I do have a lot of connections and there was like a lot of musicians in my uh, scope and stuff, but not a lot of people were prone to like share their like alpha more or less. They're like, Oh, what producer um, did you use? Like, Oh, and then later on I found out that like, Oh, you need an engineer too. And like, you know, I most obviously used all my coin in order to make my first Genesis Wi-Fi. Like that took a whole entire year of creating in the back end and years prior when I already wrote it, like sitting on my bed with the guitar. Right. And it was like definitely a challenge, but you know, shout outs to you being able to finally like cultivate 
and like use all your tools to express yourself in like a different medium outside of like photography right so like how do you find your creative process differing from you know photography and music for you like most obviously these are two different mediums like I said but like I'm sure you see like the benefits and regards to making your own visuals and album cover concepts and stuff and like yeah like do you think they differ in um the ways of like how you think and how to bring it up or has it been like pretty much like fluid in that way that's a great question it's something that i you know i really love the world i make with photography i think i i just spent so much time cultivating that um and investing in it and it's kind of photography for me was like an escape visually out of the world that we live in um i like to create like surreal landscapes and and you know um kind of like just seeing the world differently um or maybe that's just how i see the world and i'm trying to express that but also i'm kind of like i like to go where i'm even surprised you know with photos and to to you know experiment with that and so it's a little it's actually a lot different compared to my music because my music is like my soul like i'm not hiding you can't hide you like i mean your voice i think the human voice is one of the most intricate and unique fingerprints that we have um so much goes into it even on a daily basis like it's going to sound different today than it will tomorrow so i think it's been interesting <laughs> and uh, humbling to feel the rawness of sharing my music. When I release a photo, it's different. When I release a song, my first song, I was like, oh my God, it was just, it, it put me in such a, a vulnerable state and it felt like I shared like my heart, you know? I, I'm a, a very spiritual person as well and like, I feel like the the music just connects differently um audience wise like i have never had people respond to artwork the way that they did with a song so i i found that was something um new i i feel like you know web 2 people just scroll in between the ads and the whatever like you said you know the emojis like love or you know like there's just a consumption rate that doesn't absorb all of the intricacies and the time that we put into building even an image, right? Um, but with a song, you got to sit there. I mean, you don't have to. You could, like, totally dip out. But more or less, like, you're there for the full, like, three minutes. And um, even if it's onto the background, there's it, it, it takes up more space in your life than an image on a phone. And that is really powerful and something also to not be taken lightly. Like, I think it is so beautiful these days that now we get to share music on at an unprecedented rate, like just to even be able to put it out to all platforms. Like that's so, like young me, when I was making like garage band songs, <laughs> like that is, I'm still geeked about that. Um, and so that is like keeping me afloat enough, you know, because I, I do have a job, right, with photography. And I've spent almost 10 years now uh, solidifying the professional sides of that. But as I, I do want to be like shifting 
into more music and ideally like you can do music wherever right uh, especially the internet so and even self-production is at a different level than it could be you know even 10 years ago i want to be like an old dude just living in the middle of nowhere making music and uploading it you know so i'm like how do i do that how do we create more steps where that can be like my new reality to have that uh, security and also skill and i'm not there i'm not there technically i'm not there even on a skill level like i'm learning my own production um you know i can get a demo down but like other than playing live i i'm still learning a lot you know like and and i want to really get there and so in many ways it's reminding me again of the beginning of my f- photography journey and there's times where i'm i'm learning and teaching myself these new things and i get so frustrated and discouraged I, i'm the year of the monkey so i would get distracted and i am very discouraged easily i like I have been reminding myself this past year, like I taught myself all of my photography. Like I never went to school for that. I picked up a camera, like a point and shoot Fuji, like whatever, like terrible digital camera my mom had and like figured it out and worked and paid for the next level and the next level until I finally got my DSLR, you know? And so I have Googled everything, figured it out. I'm like, okay, I can do this with music again. And on top of that, like, I've already done the hardest part, which is like the years of training and, and lessons and stuff like that. So I'm I'm not at all at a disadvantage. That is an entire state of mind. And I need to just like work with what I got and not be afraid to share things and put it out, which is, I think the coolest thing about Web3 is, I don't know, there's like such an energy about putting it on Spotify and um, those platforms and Web2 and everything that seems so perfectionism like based or it's like very like still with the the ways of thinking like the the music industry right and i think there's such a freedom with web3 and this ability to kind of put out music however we see fit for each of us as a independent artist and so that part is really exciting to to you know free ourselves from those standards that actually don't invite a lot of expression and creativity and personally for me like it it kind of hinders a lot of my creativity and i have a fear to put it out there that's a long long way around but i'm i'm really excited to be oh i also like shot my like album cover so in many ways i'm like okay cool like we can use both right into one but um i I do want to get to a point where I can just be like hiring my friends for my album covers. Cause it's like, I have such talented people in my community and like, I can't wait to like, to build a new world with music. I think right now I'm just really just sharing what's on my heart and trying to get these songs that I've written. I've written like almost 15 songs from kind of my twenties. Um, I'm 31 now. And I, I really owe it to myself to to put it out there and just to share it in the world. So I want to see that through um, and then kind of maybe play around with a little bit of like, you know, like a different name, say uh, a moniker of some kind, you know, kind of not just it be about like Cole, but just have that freedom to play. Yeah, no, 100%. This is actually like 
And I feel the same way with me too. It's like I wrote a lot of my songs in the ages of like 18 through like 22. Most obviously I busted out a couple of tracks within the time frame, even though I was like, quote unquote, not doing music for like 10 years. But not doing music for me was like not even putting it out there. It was just like literally just me sitting on my bed and I just have all these songs um, in a vault. But actually it does work to a benefit for me now you know i'm 34 now i am about to turn 35 this year which is crazy for me because i totally envision myself kind of like in a different space that i'm in right now versus how it was you know when i was like younger 10 years ago and i'm like oh i'm gonna do all of this shit like i'm gonna have a family by the age of 27 like and most obviously that was not in my path you know but i also was like when I was in New York and both of you guys knew like I was working myself to the bone, like barely even having time to like socialize and stuff after the past couple of years because I was kind of tainted and I was also trying to protect myself and all that um, energy wise and physically. And I was like, if I'm not leaving New York now, I'm just going to be like in a club wearing leopard cheetah print like <laughs> you know jumpsuit dancing in the back with the gays and uh, parting it up with uh like basically being like amanda lapore or like lady fag and just being like that for the rest of my life and i was like maybe i do need to leave new york and you know i do miss everyone in new york in regards to the shift but i also feel like i'm definitely more at peace now Um, And most obviously was able to have that shift going into new things. And I think that's the beautiful thing about being an artist is that we are able to malleate, we're able to move, we're able to shift. However, our envisions and our goals like become, right? And so like for Cole, like do you envision like incorporating your music into your photography projects at all? Like most obviously with the tech and like blockchain in regards to that is very uh, possible, Um, especially with like instrumentals and stuff. I feel like it could be a whole entire body of work if you really wanted to but um would you guys be interested in that yeah like i think you know it's like you said with the instrumentals and like the scores like i've always wanted to compose for movies and stuff so i think that is something i've always envisioned is being able to i was kind of obsessed about this idea of being able to culminate everything into one um (laughs) which is probably why i was obsessed with like musical theater (laughs) was because like I was like oh wow it's like every art form in like one thing like all these forms of expressions and then you know I'm over that phase but I just I I think sometimes it's so overwhelming to try to do it all yourself and there's a beauty and a synthesis to that but I think lately I've been really in keen on this you know like I said like the idea of like collaborating you know with new other artists um, and tapping into their genius. And if there was like a collaboration, I would be almost more inclined to that. Not that I couldn't, but um, sometimes I just wonder if it's like too much of the same note, you know, uh, not literal note, but, you know, it's like too much of the same flavor. Like sometimes it's nice to have a little, uh, something a little bit different. And I feel like sometimes my imagery doesn't match with my music uh quite like i wanted to like sometimes i wish i sounded like how my photos look if that makes sense and i 
and like, ah, oh, no, nah, I'm not that cool. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like over here on my guitar on the piano singing like sad gay boy love songs. And so like, I, I think photos in the visual world was like a fun escape for me to like try on different like energies, you know? I mean, we all know, like we take selfies that aren't really ourselves and we project something into the world that is a, a play on, a take on ourselves. I think there's definitely a capability there. And that's the beauty, right? It's like, we grew up with only Instagram and like YouTube. So it was like kind of like longer form uh, videos or, you know, the possibilities seem more uh, open. It's like, there's more freedom. So with that, I think there's a chance to play around with, with music and visuals in different ways. And um, yeah, I, I would be down for it for sure. Love it, love it. Um, I actually wanted to like chat with you guys since I both know you both had like some experiences in releasing your images as NFTs, right? Like uh, you said, the start of the 2021 bull. So how was that experience for both of you? And like, did you see like the benefits in regards to the NFTs or was it like kind of like a daunting experience? <laughs> like how I was like saying. Um, I feel like I was very much um, kind of seeing something happen around me and being like, okay, I need to pay attention to this. This is like, this is for me like the grandpa in me was like nah i don't get it um i'm gonna pass but <laughs> the more it stuck around the more i was like okay I, I guess i could like i could push myself a little further to uh investigate nfts and figure out what's going on here and again kind of inspired by my partner he was like sitting in a lot of spaces and um you know was kind of like following people who were creating NFTs. And so I was taking note from you, Kaguya, and I was taking note from Cole and from my friends here in New York who have had like some really incredible shows with Super Rare over the years, like, you know, just showing up to those, uh, whether it be on the Twitter spaces or in person and asking them questions. And it's still, there's still times where like my, again, grandpa and Taurus brain is like, I don't get it. But I also can just like not get everything. I don't need to get everything. I can just like try some things. So uh, when, as I was kind of taking notes from Cole and again, the people around me, I, I was working on um, some self-portraits at the time and I was showing some self-portraits in a group show uh, and I ended up creating and selling my first NFT that was a self-portrait on NF Treats. Uh, which was really helpful for like what I was looking for because I wanted to be able to share work that was nude without any worry of censorship or I guess the marketplace itself. So they were really incremental in my introduction into NFTs because it felt like I finally had a place for to explore NFTs, but also like not be afraid of nudity or not be afraid of like my work being too explicit for the marketplace. Um, so that was really exciting. And, you know, it felt cool to like sell a piece. And I haven't really been that involved over the last year or two. I've been really sort of um, off of Twitter as a whole to some extent. I mean, I'm on and off. Um, but I haven't really been pursuing the NFT market like I was at that time. So uh, just recently, within the last few months, I was actually getting ready to mint a few new pieces. Um, 
And I'm kind of excited to feel excited again, basically. I don't know how many people actually see my work on Instagram, and I rely so much on that network for, you know, it's like the biggest number of people that supposedly follow me. But um, I'm at a point now where I want, like, different audiences and more audiences to see my work and to hear my stories. And I know that Twitter and NFTs are one more place to share my work and one more place to share my stories. So I feel kind of inspired as of late to, to do that. Um, but yeah, that's my, my little NFT journey. I'm coming back, coming back to, to it slowly. <laughs> Thank you guys for helping me and teaching me. Love it. How about you, Cole? You're welcome, Ross. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I was so into it. I was like, what is happening? What is this like web three? I need to know. I felt like I, I had a friend on Zach Krevet, who's a phenomenal artist, um, doing a lot of stuff with AI and generative photo, uh, image making. I honestly, I'll be like, a lot of it goes over my head, but I just kept trying and watching, uh, what they were doing and paying attention. Um, I think that's the biggest thing we have to do, uh, is pay attention and to what's going on around us as artists. That's how we evolve. And we have to stay with the times, you know, not to sound like a senile person, but, um, I really was like, I got to know what this is and I have to figure it out. And also I didn't want to just jump in um, on a bull market and pretend like I knew everything. Like I, I felt like I was uh, lucky to have someone as an entry point who I was looking up to that was very community focused based off of really building rather than just taking or rugging uh, and, you know, dipping out. So it was really nice to, uh, I wouldn't say he onboarded me. I, very much like give him that credit but like i feel like he would be like oh i did <laughs> so but i uh, you know i did a lot of the work myself like i i researched a lot and listened so to so many spaces and and that's why it's so cool to be asked to even be here uh, and kaguya like props you to organize this because it's one of the easiest ways to understand what's going on. There are countless, you know, articles we could read, but at some point, people's experiences are um, a great example of how the system works and, and how it might work for us. And so off of that, um, I minted my first piece, I think it was like around my October of 21. Um, and then it sold in December. I had my first uh, minted piece sell for 0.5 ETH on uh, foundation. It was a self-portrait. I was naked. And I think at the time, my friend said that that was like the first peen on <laughs> foundation. I don't know if that's the case, but um, I just, it, it was funny because I didn't even think about it. And I was like, oh my gosh, I just put like my naked body. But at that point in my life, like I've been just putting it everywhere. And it felt so refreshing that I could, that I was like, of course, like finally. And you know what? It was also kind of like a test, right? Like I had these photos sitting on a hard drive for how long I had shared them in Web2 areas, um, couldn't even share them fully on Web2 because of the nudity and the censorship. So um it was cool to see it get swooped up by a collector uh, who really supports the, the queer community. Um, yeah, it was a really great uh, intro. And then later on, I had something. We were like on vacation in, uh, or visiting back home in Minnesota. And out of nowhere, like someone bought one of my other pieces that I had minted. And I was like, oh, my God. I was like, 
is this passive income? Is this, is this what this means? So um, it was another reminder, like, just to put your things out into the world. I'm a hoarder. I collect and keep things. And I really, my message to anyone out there who's like, should I just take a chance? Like, do it. Like, honestly, like, if it's just paying the gas or, or, or whatever, like, take a, invest in yourself. It's like, it's like the equivalent of buying new art materials or like a new sketchbook or, you know, a new like uh, memory card. And the fees aren't even, the fee itself, right, isn't even comparable to like new equipment. So not saying that everyone has that. And there's a, for sure, there's a time and a place and it is an investment period. Um, don't overlook that. But I, I would encourage anyone to to just take a chance on themselves and, and to just to see because we don't know what this world, how it'll respond if we don't ever first initially take that step to put it out there. I've been quiet since though. Um, I just, you know, when the market went into hibernation, I just kind of was like reevaluating what work I wanted to put out next and how I wanted to, to do it. And at that time, a lot of my work was starting to be shown in physical spaces. But there's a series of work that I would love to share on Web3. I did a, a solo show that I produced myself called In His Image, and it has a bunch of self-portraits. And the message is really beautiful. And I think it needs to be shared. Like, uh, it's, it's about like conversion therapy and how it's basically like bad <laughs> and the effects of it within religion and so um I, I i think it's something that a lot of people can relate to and yeah and i and i think overall like what seems to work well uh what i see in web3 is like work that means a lot to the artist work that's like personal uh, i think i you know i took a i took a chance i put, picked like five random images and um of course the ones that sold uh on the market were the one where i'm like buck naked <laughs> and the other one was like also just it was like eli's hands actually um that's what it's called the piece i noticed is that the ones that sell um and not saying that it matters only about selling but i just think what other people seem to respond to were images that involved some sort of like risk taking it wasn't just like landscapes and stuff, you know, it was just like, and I, and I put up, I kind of picked five different images just to see how the community would respond to it, you know, but overall I'm seeing a direct connection to the excitement of the artists themselves and what they're promoting rather than trying to look for what the market quote unquote is desiring or needing, which is a complete like radical shift from capitalism and the way that marketing has been working as we know it. That is exciting in itself, because how are you supposed to predict a group of people you don't even know? No, 100%. I appreciate you both. You know, I figured to tap into that topic since we are like in the Web3 aspect. And yeah, it's like, I'm actually interested in even connecting with the guy that, you know, per se, like onboarded you both um, NFT treats and stuff. So I would love to like, talk with them because there's like a lot of communities right and most obviously there were a lot of communities that have already left because the bull and the hype like kind of like slipped away i think that's the aspect of it but i think the i think the facade in regards to thinking that everything in web3 is a scam you know is 
ultimately cough blocking everyone's experiences to venture off into a different way of like revenue for artists themselves. So, you know, shout outs to both of you to even getting your feet wet and, you know, getting some sales, like that's really big in itself, you know? And like, even for my first experience into NFTs, like I was modeling for this photographer and the photographer herself, she got like a lot of heat for it. Um, because she just ultimately was like, all right, I'm going to release my whole entire collection, but give and take, you know, she offered her services, collaborated with like no money on hand, brought in like makeup artists or stylists and also bringing in the subjects and shooting them for free for free images. And so like her reaching out to me and was like, here's like a little contract. I'm going to list your images on OpenSea. Um, and whatever, and I'm going to pay you out for a hundred dollars. Um, give and take, I found out that someone picked up my image for over $2,000, you know, and that's why she kind of got heat for it because like some of the images even sold for more than 2000, but she, she paid out everyone equally just for a hundred dollars. And in that kind of instance, maybe she didn't know, maybe she thought this was just going to be like the easiest way to like go about it. But most obviously with the smart contracts and control, like you're able to split those revenues like 50, 50 with artists or like 40, 60, however you see, have you, and maybe she would have gotten less heat for it. But, you know, ultimately this was just like her first venture into it and she was fairly successful with it. So that got me to thinking, I'm like, yeah, like, why not? What else does Web3 have? What else uh, kind of experiences like the usage of metaverses can we incorporate as artists for like different ways of experience aside just from like a like and a comment like on Instagram, right? Because that's all I was using at that time. Um, but, you know, most obviously navigating in the Web3 aspect, just being in Web3 is not going to be very helpful either. And I think this is a discussion that I do venture off into various different spaces for, whether they're like community managers or like founders of like really big companies or like either gaming or, um, you know, even having like medical descriptions and like your whole entire history for like medical history, like on the blockchain and like just having like that real sense of ownership and also to not like fiddle daddle, like trying to find in between people to get like the information that you need because it's, it's all recorded on the blockchain, right? And so it's like, it's much easier in that kind of aspect and in a sense, protecting the artists themselves most obviously we still need that web 2 type of you know due diligence of like you know making sure you have the copyright uh right and like enlisting all your stuff as like a copyright thing before even putting it onto blockchain in case it disperses into other ways and like even for as a musician make sure you have like your ipi and making sure you protect yourself in that way first then going into it just like other things that i'm learning along the way right um, and then eventually tapping in with like the right people in the Web3 landscape who are looking for musicians and artists to incorporate with their bigger companies, whether it be like for Universal Studios or for like, um, you know, Super Rare and like all of these other like galleries that are still incorporating NFTs into their Web2 IRL experiences. So yeah, both of them go hand in hand. But either way, we're going to shift over into Ross um, Eli, <laughs> let's talk about 
you and your journey with being a yoga instructor, um, tapping into like holistic rituals and healing, like, you know, you're really into ayahuasca, awa cleansing, and how has that helped you more for a personal or artistic breakthrough? Yeah, what's up, what's up, what's up? <laughs> um, yeah, uh, it's so fun hearing you guys share about Web3 and hear, hearing you share about music. Um, like really inspired by both your uh, like tenacity and ability to navigate a space that's unknown. I feel like uh, spaces I'm afraid of or that I'm not well versed in, I steer clear of and I don't want to like take up any space until I'm invited or until I think I know everything. So it's really good for me just to like sit in on spaces and open my mouth and talk about my work and do all that. So thank you again for having me and for sharing so much. The last maybe let me think four or five, six months uh, have been interesting. And I've been focusing more on like my personal life. Obviously my work and my creative outlet is always important to me, but I think I reached a point at which I didn't really know why I was creating. And I didn't have like lots of work banging at my door to, to have me creating new work. So I really kind of felt a little lost and not really like kind of like imposter syndrome of like asking myself all the time, am I really an artist? Uh, you know, if no one's paying me, if no one's knocking at my door and no one wants me, am I an artist? And really kind of dealing with just like the ups and downs and the ebb and flow of like being busy and then not busy as a freelancer and really kind of having to check my worth my, my self-worth a little bit along the way when things aren't busy and using that time of not busy to do what I want through lots of therapy, which I am so lucky to have like the best therapist ever. Through lots of therapy and lots of days like journaling and reading and taking baths and crying and talking to my partner and my friends and just kind of doing the work. Um, I am figuring out what makes me feel whole and what makes me feel happy and figuring out what pays the rent and sort of figuring out a lot of the things that make my world move and make me feel happy and fulfilled. That being said, like I started yoga around the same time I started photography about 14 years ago as a teacher and as a practitioner. And I've been feeling this call to kind of build community within spiritual practice over the last few months. Uh, so I started hosting like full moon meditations at my friend's studio um, where we would do some meditation and we would play some music where like, Cole has played his music and I've played my drum. Um, and we would maybe get a group tarot reading for, for the whole group that came and we would do maybe some little bit of movement you know, some breath work, some meditation, and finding the that community and finding those ceremonies or even just like gathering with like-minded individuals that want to really set themselves up for success for the coming months or for their careers or for their personal lives. That was something that my soul was yearning for uh, and part of like, I guess my background through yoga was kind of pushing me. Like there was something sort of nudging me being like, if you're craving this thing, create this thing. If you're craving community, create community. Those full moon meditations have been so wonderful. And each time I do it, it's a reminder to like keep doing it. 
And similar to like ayahuasca, it's another community that I found, one that has brought me to wild, incredible, cool places that I would have never imagined I would get to travel to in my life. Yeah, a lot of the last few months has just been soul searching and sort of dealing with the ups and downs of just being a human uh, in a very weird world and trying to feel um, whole and happy and fulfilled. And that being said, I have like found some new projects that I'm working on that are not photography, things that feel exciting for me and feel new. And when no one's paying me to do something, like those are usually the most exciting projects. So the things that I'm like waking up early to do or staying up late to work on or skipping XYZ to work on, you know, or investing whatever money on. It's like all of those things are the things that I'm really excited about. And it's usually not like my paid work. It's usually just the things I, I'm excited about. So yeah, I'm working on like a beading project at the moment, which feels so fun, kind of inspired by uh, a Gautier piece I have and inspired by Beyonce. <laughs> After we saw her tour this summer and also saw the movie, I remember just leaving feeling like she's an artist. I'm an artist. I'm not a musician. I'm like, I don't call myself a musician. Um, but I, I remember feeling like I want to be the best version of the artist that I am. And like, what does that look like? And not just the best version, just to be the best version, but I want to be a channel. I want to like channel like she channels. I remember leaving that movie and being like, damn, like she is so clearly tapped into this greater consciousness within herself and she's allowing her physical body and her spiritual body to channel this thing and make music and tour and do this like incredible feat that I've really never seen anyone do and I remember leaving that theater being like okay well I want to like step my shit up I want to step my pussy up and like make epic ass art and continue to like feel uninhibited and really produce my best work that I've ever made that I've only just begun to think of. So yeah, that's kind of where I'm at now. I have just been kind of going through for a few months and kind of like trying to look back at the work I've been making and really see what the story is rather than just kind of head down making work, um, kind of unplugging for a moment to be like, well, what, what, what's the point of this? Like, what am I do actually doing? And what's the point of my story and uh, my work and the stories within the work? And is this serving anyone? Is it serving me? Is it serving the people that view it? Is it benefiting my community around me? Is it expanding our minds? Is it expanding our, our thought? Is it doing anything? Uh, so really kind of reflecting what I'm doing and what my place is in the world. And um, it's interesting, like things like Beyonce or movies or my friends or ayahuasca or full moon gatherings are all such a huge impact and a huge inspiration to like my photography they seem to help me find out what my truths are what the truths are that i'm excited about in the world and then lead me down that path a little bit further so yeah i'm working on i've been pitching a couple of shows to um galleries over the last few months so i have a, a photo three photo projects one is called american faggot which is an anthology of my queer experience which is mostly photography and kind of just a study of my faggotry. Again, something I've seen like within my work over all the years, but now I can really see the picture more clearly. 
And I'm also have been pitching a show called Daddy, which is about a daddy that I've had over the last few years and a friend of mine and how he has helped shape my my life really and helped support my life. And then of course all the work that's been created around that narrative sort of as a journal for me. Uh, and then lastly, I have a, another show called Lover Boy, which Cole touched on earlier, which is sort of my love letter to my best friend and a, a document of, of our relationship over the last 10 years. So yeah, that's kind of what I'm working on, what I want to be working on. I'll probably be showing another glorious hole soon. I'm feeling the, the call to do that. And I feel really, really fortunate and lucky to be able to have time to reflect and to be a little bored and be a little sad and be a little depressed and be all the uncomfortable feelings so that I can be delivered onto some some new side with a little bit more understanding of who I am and what I am and what I want to be putting into the world. So yeah, that's the long, the long vibe right there. That's who I am right now today. And I'm making dinner. I'm cooking dinner right now. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say the sound effects. <laughs> I wouldn't be necessarily able to edit that out with you speaking, but um, I do love it. You know, we are doing everything in real time. And that's what, you know, it's like, I appreciate you sharing that sentiment. And, you know, even within like this past year or so, because, you know, you both know me when I was like doing the cannabis and like delivery service and everything, but I never really got to like experience like a shroom trip. And I feel like now, most obviously, since I've done a few, that it is definitely necessary to have, like, a certain uh, humbleness, right, of, like, an ego death kind of situation where you don't necessarily have control and, like, all the emotions are pouring out of you. And I have yet to do an ayahuasca trip because, you know me, I love my meat. Um, <laughs> and like doing that whole entire one month cleansing before that, um, you guys know, like, I, I still remember that time you, I was like running around and working like 15 hour days and stuff. And you guys are like, Oh, I, we have some vegan miso soup for dinner, like come and eat. And I'm like, I want a burger. Um, <laughs> but like, you know, in those kind of like situations, I still remember those times too. I'm just like, Oh, I hope they know that like, I appreciate them. I just want a burger cause it's been a long day. Um, but like, you know, I'm still very much, I think I'm coming into that journey too. Cause like my, my journey, like last year, it was very, intense even though i haven't been really vocal about it like you know losing someone that i was like working with and was building a friendship with like to a hate crime then like closing down my studio selling off everything and then needing to close down the airbnb project which i thought was going to be good but then ended up kind of like you know, being in the negatives for me. Um, but the thing is, like, each of these experiences were still beneficial to me in regards to, like, my journey into, like, venturing into Web3, right? I feel like I'm constantly growing, constantly learning. Um, and at the end of the day, I'm still an artist and I'm still that bitch, like, because no one's going to take my own identity or my signature from me. But, you know, I do believe in, like, holistic and recreational usages, wh whether it be through like shrooms or like doing ayahuasca and stuff, because I think it is a way to ground ourselves in a way to be not because like 
that's when we tend to spiral, right? Like as artists, like we're like, we don't have any control. We're waiting on income. We're waiting on like the net 60s or the net 30s to like come through. But then like sometimes there are the dry seasons and we need to learn how to cope and like how can we prepare ourselves for the better and all that. So I, I have both of your, um, you know, it's like me being a Cancer, Pisces moon and Libra rising, like, I feel that like in my system and I feel, you know, um, definitely even with my partner, he's seen me like break down multiple times because I'm constantly anxious of what the future can be. But all we can really do is just keep on pushing it forward and trying to be better. But I also accepted the fact that if I am sad, I am allowed to feel sad, like if I really wanted to. And I think I needed that time of isolation as well as like uh, recuperating and also just like reassessing of like who I am right now as an artist and not just a model, not just a musician, but I am a business. <laughs> so that's where it kind of all like ties in with like the blockchain thing and you know, you know, I love both of you. And so I appreciate you both being on stage with me. But yeah, Cole, you also participated in ayahuasca trips and stuff. How, was that like relieving for you? Did you feel lighter afterwards? And like, are you wanting to do more in the future? Yeah, um, I, it was, it's intense. It's a very intense experience. Um, it's nothing to be, it, you feel lighter afterwards but it's a lot of work. You're confronted with a lot of your life um, and a lot of, you know, darkness. And I think one of the beautiful things is realizing the good that can come from spending time in the darkness um, and honoring that and realizing that um, from those places, we can really get to know ourselves even better. And so I, I think it's a beautiful, uh, opportunity to to dive into deep in our souls and and beyond um i i think the coolest thing is that it dissolves all layers of like the veil is lifted like there are no boxes there are no you know um categories <laughs> the category is tripping <laughs> so it's kind of like you you just are free from all of these narratives and boxes and um, stereotypes and identities even, you know, in our culture, we praise identity. And, and yes, that is extremely important um, when we're dealing with, you know, a, a, a culture that only gives money and time and jobs and resources to, you know, like, white, straight, cis men. I think identity is important to take into account, but there is so much more to the human experience. And we can find ourselves beyond that. Um, and, and, and in the end, what is beyond, right? So like, at the end of the experience, I think what I'm most humbled by is the connectivity of all of us as a people. Like we are all, we're all one. The walls and the veils convince us that we are against other people or we are separate from others. But we are, we're all like one entity at the end of the day, I think. And there's so much divisiveness within our, our cultures and our, and our world uh, to control us and to hinder us from 
from making change and and giving people what they need and so i'm i'm often reminded at the end of the beauty of uh of the collective consciousness and and the power that we have as a whole you know like i i got to meet my brand new baby nephew like a month old right after aya and i'm looking at him and i'm like looking into his soul and he's just looking up at me and i'm like whoa you're like you're brand like you're like a brand new soul like you're from from up there wherever it is you know but you you just came down and there's no language we can have but there is a communication and i feel like i'm open to that now and and just to be able to see people and to to have the patience to also listen to people and and, and that's rare and difficult at times i am a talker so i i get that but to to sit back and to really just like hear people to ask questions even like even like what you're doing in this space is so beautiful to you know invite people in and to share their experiences but yeah i mean there is a surrender for sure kaguya <laughs> you know like that whole like woo like you're out of control um and, and not in the sense that like you're going wild or anything but you're um you know there's a phrase that i love and it's called like basically it's a mantra and i'm paraphrasing it but it's like nowhere to be nothing to do um no push no pull just be and it's this idea you know like why do we have to do so much like what is doing like you know these these ideas that capitalism has ingrained in us like that we shouldn't be resting that we shouldn't take time to nurture ourselves to sit with our feelings to like you said to grieve right and to be in that space of of pain and discomfort and darkness um like that alone is the healing and so i think to to have these experiences and really step outside of the norm and to really address some of the things personally that i've been hiding um and and ignoring and afraid of a lot of it is fear i'm like i was so afraid of these dark parts of myself and the pain that was there and yeah and really greeting it with just so much love so it's been a beautiful experience to just to meet your dark darkness with love your dark thoughts your dark feelings and uh it's it's brought me to a new understanding of myself and at a at a pivotal time you know like after my saturn return just to i i feel like i was already getting a lot of downloads about my life and seeing things more clearly with more wisdom more patience and then to have um that experience like i uh, uh was cleansing and and also encouraging it was um it's something i don't take lightly but i i have mad respect for for the work that goes into it and um yeah it's been it's been special and there's so many ways to do it right like everyone it doesn't have to be aya like you talked about like mushroom psilocybin is like huge i know people who do even like ketamine treatments and i'll admit i got a little bit more into the holistic like it's grown from our planet so like mother nature knows best for our souls and our beings and kind of coming back to groundedness um i think that's a huge call right now um is back to like the earth and giving back to our surroundings and who we really are as an extension of our planet so i'm more into like the the things you can grow you know uh but yeah i think there's so many ways to do it um 
And I think I would just encourage anyone to just be open to exploring them if the invitations are uh, present themselves. Beautiful. Well, I appreciate you both once again, you know, for sharing all of that. And I think that's the thing. It's like, you know, venturing into spaces for the past couple of months and being able to grow and like having real interpersonal connections with people that I don't even know, right? And then most obviously coming it into this way where like, you know, I've, I, you know, I've had my experiences of getting interviewed all the time, whether it be like for editorials or like doing podcasts for other people. But then I was like, wait, I also have the power to ask the questions too. Like, let me be uncomfortable in this kind of way, but also like doing it in a constructive way. And I loved hearing both of your stories in this kind of way too. Most obviously we chop it up. We talk about everything just like casually. Um, But I also loved this whole entire progression of things as well. So I appreciate you both for sharing your stories. Um, So to close it off, I mean, Eli told us a little bit of a glimpse of like some upcoming projects and aspirations you both have like together as like and also as individual artists but like what dreams or goals do you have for like the next upcoming year or like next five years in regards to either in music and your career so that's a big question (laughs) you know I'm really just trying to love on myself and be patient with myself for so long in my life I've been really like push, push, pushing, Uh, you know, I was delusional. Like 14, I was like, have an album by age 16. You know, like I was like Miss Thing trying to, you know, make it all happen without any resources and knowledge. Like I had these lofty, lofty goals and no, they weren't concrete and no, they weren't very realistic. Um, And I think you are asking for realistic ones, but I think within that, I'm, I'm just trying to be patient and um just to do more of what i love so that being said definitely more music this year than photography i really want to prioritize photography in a way that's going to be paying my bills (laughs) um and i don't think there's anything wrong with that and i think if and and i also think in a way uh, sharing my art side of photography in a way that um i have more control over and uh you know that i'm not just like simping for these galleries that just want to take like 50% you know of of everything so i want to find more authentic ways of sharing my art um either in person or in a way that would you know give me a a, a larger exchange as far as music i just really want to um put myself out there take more risks share not be as perfectionist i i want to have a ep um of compositions put out um hopefully by the end of this year that's one of my biggest goals there are songs that i wrote very early on um like or kind of like in probably like senior year of college so like 2011 and on um just like a collection and some are really short and some are longer pieces, um, but a lot of piano-based works. Um, so I'm excited to to start with that. I think that'll be a great starting point for my uh, teaching myself production. Uh, we'll leave the vocals out for this one. <laughs> Just start start a little smaller. Um, so I'm excited to share that. Love it, Eli. Yeah, I'm going to keep doing what I found lately, which is 
like going to lots of yoga and trying to just stay in tune with Eli, Eli Ross and all that makes him happy. That makes him feel whole and fulfilled um, and keep working on my beating project. I'm going to try to get that done by next December. It kind of, I started working on that uh, on a plane on a trip back to Minnesota. I started my little beating project and I told myself I'll try to get it done within a year. Um, so I'm going to keep working on that and keep submitting my work to galleries and just being open to whatever opportunities the universe wants to bring to my doorstep. Um, and not just being like passive and waiting for things to come to me, but also just like putting myself out there more and seeing what can come from moments that feel vulnerable or uncomfortable and kind of leaning into the unknown. That's my goal right now is leaning into the unknown and keep making my work and trusting in that and trusting the work. Uh, check out my site, rosscollab.com. I just updated some things today and follow me on Instagram, rosscollab to see what I'm working on. Thanks again, Kaguya, for having us. I really appreciate you and have always looked up to you in so many ways. And I'm honored to have any space anywhere, any day to uh, talk about myself and my art. And uh, I really appreciate you. Love you, friend. Love you as well. And actually, <laughs> it was a perfect ending to that answer because I was saying, um, tell us how we can support you and follow alongside your journey. So you heard it from Eli first. And Cole, how can we support you and follow alongside your journey? Yeah, um, follow my Twitter. I'll say that because, you know, Web3, let's go. My Twitter is just my name, Cole Witter. Same with my Instagram, Cole Witter. And Instagram is more for my photography. Um, and obviously, you can find my music on Spotify and Apple Music, all the streaming things. But yeah, if you could just stay tuned, I guess. I don't really know where I'm going to be hitting you with things on but uh, or in what mediums. <laughs> But uh, yeah, that's that'd be a great way uh, to stay connected. I, I would say right now, Instagram is my most uh, updated version, but um, I'm trying to be better about Twitter. And so this was a beautiful uh, invite back to, excuse me, X. Thanks for inviting me back to X, Kaguya. Uh, I feel like it was a good a push to, to get back into the space and get back into community building again. Thank you for having me. I love you so much. Love you. Yay, this was cute. I appreciate you both for, you know, coming along this uh, little journey. And you guys are officially my fourth episode. Um, King, do you have anything to say for, like, closing statement-wise? Okay. Uh, no, I just want to thank both of the guests for joining us this evening. Uh, it's been a really wonderful learning about your backstories. You know, your journey within this industry and in the direction that you're both headed. Ms. Kaguya, thank you for hosting this interview between both of these individuals. Thank you both for the, both the guests here. We hope that maybe in the future that you both will uh, consider tokenization. Um, because again, it's not necessarily about the capital behind such. It's merely with this digital age changing, you need to token gate yourself. You need to protect your IP. You need to protect your voice. Your voice being on YouTube unnecessarily allows for different programs that are utilizing YouTube's API to come in and clone your voice within three clicks. I'm not going to list off the services that allow for people to do that, but just understand that it is an issue right now. If you are keeping yourselves visible in the wrong places, your IP will not no longer be your IP and it'll be a hard time fighting for it. 
Um, so I want you both to be safe out in these Web 3 streets and Web 2 streets. And I uh, do appreciate you for joining us. Thank you. All righty. Yeah. <laughs> so most obviously that concludes our little segment. You know, um, shout out to everyone that tapped in um, to the space. And most obviously, this is just the beginning. You know, um, we launched the Kaguya coin on Polygon Network around like three weeks ago, and we saw a huge influx, you know, and that is all backed by community. And, you know, for everyone who fades, you can keep on fading, but we're going to keep on growing regardless. <laughs> and that's basically, I, I realize like in this space, uh, no matter how, you know, you can be with the same person in the same room every single day, but it doesn't necessarily mean that they'll like support you right off the bat. And that's perfectly fine. And that's the thing. This is not a short term project. This is not a pump and dump. Um, this is a long term vision that we have for every single individual artist and musician to be more self-sustainable in like a different kind of way. Um, you know, being able to fund your future projects, being able to, you know, have that stability of like not worrying about like what job you need to uphold and you'll still be able to like start your legacy like even now and basically like this inspiration was not only from real personal relationships that king had but we also saw a bigger vision like um let's say like even like past like artists and legends like michael jackson or like prince how about if they use like the technology of tokenomics within their community and even after their passing um you know they will still have funds and their music is still streaming and building revenue and being able to uh, self-sustain their own families in that kind of way right so this is not just for yourself but also for generational wealth and for any of your future families and descendants so that to conclude appreciate you both this is going to uh, close this segment for the month of January. We can definitely chat on the back ends if you have any other questions. Most obviously, uh, with our artist app and stuff, you can check out pskaguya.xyz just to see the interface. But essentially, it's incorporating your own artist NFT marketplace yourself and not relying on like a different third party. Um, and that way, you know, people can just easily just subscribe to you and yourself. And um, this is not just limited to music. It's like music, video, 3D assets, images, all of it. And it's also incorporating five different ways of revenue for yourself. So we'll definitely love to chat with you guys both if you're interested. Um, and yeah, that's basically about it, y'all. Um, I'm going to roll this out with um, some music. So until next week, bye!